All right, I already hear stuff on her side. What is all that noise? Really, dude? I don't know. It's my dog. <laughs> Jason was supposed to take away all his squeaky toys. I got everything else right this time, though. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. Hey, welcome back. What's up? It's Thursday. Yeah, you clicked this on the right night. Uh, I don't know when you're watching this. <laughs> For us, it's Thursday. It's live. My name is Jay Ryan. We're in the late night playset. We got a good cars and comedy for you this evening. I'm wearing my I love my DeLorean shirt for a reason, because I do love my DeLorean. She looks like that over there. Oh, she's got a whole set and everything. This is incredible. Um, okay, no producer Mike tonight, but we do have the Instagram audience, and we're going to be talking to Catherine DeLorean to get an update on the DeLorean legacy. We're going to get, get a little update on this set she built over there, which is pretty awesome. We really get under people's skin. They're like... I, Anytime somebody hangs out with us on the show, they're like, well, I need to make a little set and a little studio. I need lights. I need cameras. Oh, I've turned into the guy who helps people with that. This was totally unintentional. But <laughs> it seems that if you need a studio built, I'm your guy. Um, so anyway, that's it. Uh, uh, also, but most importantly, most importantly, the main thing that we're doing tonight is uh, talking to the Instagram audience because we're building out, uh, and the YouTube audience for that matter, talking to the audience. <laughs> I'll be fine in a second here. Oh. We're going to be talking to the audience because we are building out the next couple months of this show. Uh, I have some fantastic guests that I've already booked and I'll tell you about in a little bit. Um, and then also we've made some changes in the studio here. Uh, that Whatever, it doesn't matter tonight, but in the future we'll be having other things. So uh, we want to know what you want to see. That's what's good. I think that Dylan, Dilly, Dilly in school... Alpina O2, G Grind. Oh, what's up? Get behind the wheel. He may or may not show up tonight. I don't think so because he said he had a customer come in late, but he, he's going to pop in at some point, whether it's tonight or another night. Um, and that's what's going on. Take it away, Will.
wow, <laughs> with the new AC, because I changed a bunch of stuff, as you can tell, there's air flowing now. Wow, do you see it? It's crazy. Yeah. It's oh, it's way better. Robust. Oh, we are going to have, <laughs> this is going to be great. All right. We're changing stuff. Anyway, welcome back. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. It is a Thursday, July 21st, 2022. Jay Ryan, Nicole Ryan, late night playset, cars and comedy in the late night playset. I don't care what you want to uh, call it. We don't uh, think any of those names are good. We're still looking for the right one. Uh, if you've got one, send it in. <laughs> in the meantime, it's, it's cars and comedy in the late night playset <laughs> pretty firmly at the moment. Um <clears throat> We are back. It's Tradecraft Thursday. If you want that, please help yourself. Thanks. Load yourself up there with the Sticky Vape. Thanks to our friends at uh, StickyVape.com and uh, Tradecraft Farms. There you see them back there. They're building right across the street in the uh, arts district downtown there. Um, it's a little more intimate. It's a, we, we, we're, we're just with you. There is no uh, producer mic in Canada, which... Um, I, I, I don't, that's <laughs> neither good nor bad. He's just doing his last... Um, the baseball game thing he does. I guess their season's over, but tonight's the last game. He goes and he either calls the games or helps call the games. Or I know he's the DJ for the games as well because he was, was playing gonna, a lot of rain music last gonna night. I was going to ask you, but he did. Go ahead. What does he do? I was <laughs> going to ask you, and <laughs> now I can't talk. I know. I threw you under the bus there. Thanks. I could tell you couldn't talk. Still did it. What a jerk. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I, everything I, I just said. I, I, he's at least the DJ, and I think he might call the games as well. But I don't want to talk about him too much tonight, except that he had – all right, I guess I do. He, uh, our, our, our Canada Mike is also the producer – no, he's the host of the uh, – the producer and host of the Letterman podcast. And um, he had a great guest today that <laughs> he's he, – whatever he, – there's a little video of him talking to this uh, person. Do you see that bubble still floating around in here? Do you see how cool? Mm -hmm. This is going to be ridiculous. Uh, guys, there's a bubble coming up at us from earlier. Yeah. It's going to come into frame right about now. There it is. Look at that. That's freaking cool as hell. I don't know why. I feel like that movie with River Phoenix with the, and when you're, with the aliens. <laughs> the little bubble was going around from the 80s. Anybody? Explorers. I've heard of it. Anyway. He had a great guest, producer Mike, on the Letterman podcast today, and um, a Letterman-related guest, obviously, Steve O'Donnell, somebody we wanted to have here for a long time, and apparently that's going to happen thanks to producer Mike. So I'm pretty excited about awesome. that. Awesome. Yeah. I know. Apparently there's a video involved as well, but I haven't watched it yet, so we'll see. We'll see. If it's good, we'll play it on the show next week. Um, speaking of next week on the show, Sean Bishop will be here. And somebody else that I can't remember now. Boy, what a surprise. What a surprise. Um, but some great people coming up. I have uh, talked to and booked uh, Patrick Long. will be back vacationing for the summer, but he will be back in August. First or second week of August. I can't remember, but he's coming back soon. And uh, uh, comedian Dean Del Rey. You guys know him? Very, very funny guy. So funny. Been on Conan. Been, been everywhere. He's a very funny guy. He's got his own podcast. Um, and he'll be here also in August. And uh, gosh, I don't remember. There were some other cool people too. Um, Chris Jacobs is going to be back. Talk to him from uh, the overhaul into the old days. But <laughs> the podcast I just did with Greg Grumberg called Zero to 60. And obviously all of the Barrett Jackson and everything else that he does. You guys know him. Um, who else? There was a bunch of people that like you had asked for. So we reached out and some of them we actually got. <laughs> Howard Stern I haven't reached out to yet. Sorry about that. <laughs> but I do remember that he was on your list. Um, I think people are just throwing out. It's almost like 
well, let's see who they can actually get now. Because they threw out Leno thinking we wouldn't get Leno. And we always didn't ask Leno because we knew we probably could get Leno. Yeah. That sounds terrible. I didn't mean it like that. But if, if you want to know what I do mean, watch me on the Letterman podcast. <laughs> People talk and we deliver. Oh, I just tried to stop. I just tried to stop. <gasps> <laughs> you didn't read my signal. <laughs> I'm the worst. Hi, everyone. I'm the no. worst. No, now that we're going, I want to hear what it was because I'm sorry. I forget. It's fine. No, when we ask uh, what you want to see, when we ask. People talk, we deliver like but not worth stopping everything. No, I'm sorry. It was my fault. Um, how are you feeling today? I know the answer. As usual, you look freaking adorable. Some really hurtful things were said, and it just made everything Oh, I'm so away. sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was just kidding. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Please. I'm, I feel terrible. I was All totally just joking. That was just one of many. Oh, I'm so sorry. I feel terrible. Oh, gosh. Well, you're here for this live. <laughs> All right. What did I do now? Oh, gosh. All right. Well, in, in seriousness, you're dealing with a lot with your MS. We're trying to get you into new doctors. You just got approved to do, uh, I don't know, something with insurance, an EKG or something. So we're going to go figure that out. Um, you're dealing with a heck of a lot right now. I mean, like a lot, heck of a lot. Yep. my lifetime like whatever like i can't complain about anything there's nothing left well i hate to say it sometimes we kind of need to do this i mean not that we wanted to do it on the show but i mean i don't feel like you do this i don't want to encourage you to do but i don't feel like you share or release enough considering everything you're going through when someone interviews with me i'll talk forever but, like, this is not my thing. Like, it's not my place to talk. And I don't want to be written up the credit again. So, please don't. Please, but like, <laughs> makes right. me crazy. Because it's not what, what is external is not what's going on. So, when people, it's like reading, like, saying what emotions are, what people are feeling. Like you're just narrating what you feel. Mm. Shut up. yeah you're just saying out loud what's going on inside that's what people do and that's fine but it's not what i do and it doesn't always match and so when people try to tell me what they see as if it's what's happening it's like you don't know like ask questions i'll tell you Mm -hmm. but like i'm not gonna offer proper information and i don't want to listen to people talk at me it's not enjoyable at all mm. so there's that rant over <laughs> it's just stupid but do you feel any better a little oh. all right well there's a lot of people out there that love the hell out of you i mean like i, I think more than you even imagine uh, mm-hmm. doesn't help <laughs> No one tells me. So I'm really alone in this. And like, I feel like everybody tells you when they see you. You do. No? I don't want to. It doesn't seem that way to you? No. And I don't see people often so, like I used to. So it's very different. Everything's different. Mm. And I put so much pressure on you to like pick up everything. Every kind of slack that I can't do anymore. 
more and more day by day and it makes me insane when people think they can talk to me as if they know and they don't something happened in particular today or is it just added it's just all added up I mean, it's five years of this shit. We had least. a conversation earlier that just like the people closest to you point out the things you hate the most about yourself by accident. Uh, yeah, we do do that. So today was that over and over and I can't take anymore. I'm done. It's going to be super hot tomorrow, but I really think that you should come up to Breakfast Club even if we don't stay long because you didn't get to go last week and I think... While it doesn't seem like a big deal, I really think that that's good for you. I, it's huge. Thank you. And we don't have to stay. I mean, we'll just play it by ear. Thanks. <laughs> Calm down. No, it's all right. The truth is, I think people probably are, are happy to see that, even though it's awful to watch and to see you have to go through. I, I think people kind of wonder how you do do it. And, and then also, how bad could it be if she's not like that all the time? Like, if it's really as bad as they say it is on the show, how come she's not like what you just displayed all the time? I am. Feel free to ask. <laughs> all the time. Well, they don't. They don't all see. No one asks. I'm so done talking about it. It's like narrating motions again. Like, I'm a living z- example of what that looks like. I'm so tired. Here, I wasn't watching the chat because I, I'm used to producer Mike doing it, but there's a lot of support for you here. Uh, Great Eye says, I lost a sibling and a sister-in-law in the past two weeks. Overwhelming. See you, Seeing you two enjoying life is such a reminder of uh, unconditional love. Uh, I mean, that's a beautiful thing to say. We are not perfect. I am the furthest thing from perfect. She's closer than I am these days. Um, <clears throat> it's all very hard. It's all very hard. Life is, by the way, getting harder and harder, in my opinion. I don't know if it's because we're getting older or because it's speeding up or the world, the stuff everybody's dealing with. It's not just you if it makes you feel any better. I mean, I know that's... I'm trying to say it's the same. We're all do- we all feel exactly like you do. I'm not saying that even a little bit. Everyone's got something. Yeah. Well give you a lot of credit i know that wasn't intentional so i feel like you handled it pretty well life is hard not fair hug more says uh and then someone else says no one is perfect love each other and never quit yeah that's tough it's tough on the harder days isn't it how do you how do you uh how do you turn that around because sometimes you know the funk will bring you down and even the happiest person in the world will get depressed and then if you already suffer from that kind of thing, well, it's really easy to go down the rabbit hole. And if you've got something on top of it that you're dealing with 24-7, you don't even, sh- MS people don't even, <laughs> MS people, those people, those people with MS don't even get uh, the restorative time that the rest of us get when we sleep. You know, we can have a bad day or a bad week or a bad month, whatever you're cranking on. And, you know, you, you know at the end you can rest up and, oh, day or two and i'm back to normal it doesn't work that way <laughs> we never do anything we say we're going to do on this show this is this was like the, the proper autoimmunity podcast like i don't i don't think you want to be crying every single time but i feel like you sharing like that is what you could be doing if you wanted to um 
without putting any pressure on yourself. Almost like a like a vlog, like an actual vlog. Screw the podcast, screw everything else. If you wanted to, I would totally help you set up a vlog or whatever, where you just had your phone on a tripod or whatever, so you don't have to hold it. Here's me today. Yep, I'm crying again. Or not, or whatever. And I'm not telling you to do that. It's just an idea. I want to write a book again. I'm going to scratch what I had before and write a version of the AA book because I don't want to be the spokesperson for this. And I'm not the person to talk about this all the time, but I don't want people to feel like they can't ask and know. So. It's tough. Uh, let's see. There's a lot going on here. Kat DeLorean says, I hear you asking us all to ask you how you're doing instead of telling you what we think you feel. I will always ask you. I will never assume. I promise to always respect that I don't understand. Sean Kelly says, love you guys and don't worry. It's good to get it out there and not let it build up. I'll be honest. I see a therapist every week. Got a lot of my problems. There's probably more to that. Whatever. Uh, make a complete stranger laugh out loud every day. Yeah, I mean, on, on whenever there's a show, she does that, right? Catherine says, if I am off in my interpretation, I welcome correction. You inspire me, Nicole, every day. I love her. I can't imagine, this is someone else, I can't, it's Sean Keeley again. I can't imagine all that you're going through, Nicole, but I have a ton of respect for you and watching you fight so hard. Hope I'll see you both up there tomorrow. Auto Kennel just joined. Auto Kennel, I made her cry, and it's, we've been talking about it since. There's a lot going on, but we're purging, and... Uh, you're going to want to rewind that <laughs> show. I have a lot of typos, too. Sorry. No, no, you're great. Uh, Nicole, you're an angel. So many people love you. Well, we love the car, and you're in it. So, yeah. That's a, they're making a joke. And, yeah. Hilarious. Well, yellow. Yellow. A bunch of exclamation points. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I feel terrible that, uh, that, this, that I pulled that out of you, but at the same time, I'm grateful that you shared I'll always share. I hopefully won't always cry. It just was really awful. Is there anything anybody can do right now? Me included? And including leaving you alone about it? <laughs> anything? No, just be nice to everyone. Like, Fuck. All the negative energy is so driving. And I, no one needs to, uh, I don't need to ask you for anything else, but like, that's the one thing, make no negative life. Like, it's so easy. Don't be a dick. Be kind, rewind. We had to write it on that. Of course, on everyone, right? Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Before Blockbuster. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> for the kids for the kids kids out there there used to be a thing called VHS we, before Blu-ray <laughs> before DVD I know I'm talking to your great grandparents <laughs> there was a thing called VHS and it was a videotape you had to rewind it when you were done with your movie oh my god what a sham videotape rewinders were do you remember that like oh don't ruin don't don't ruin your don't machine ruin don't wear your... out your, your your expensive deck here oh. get this other thing to record so you play them over here <laughs> and then you put them over here and then and then once everybody had one of those they were like well let's dress it now that everyone's got one we need to make them some. so this one's like a car and this one's like a telephone <laughs> and this one's like a duck they were all shaped like whatever you like right hilarious this one's a windmill. This one's a speedboat. Whatever. 
So silly. All they did was rewind videotapes. Uh, Hank on camera four bought a badge. Well, that'll Thanks, make Hank. her happy. Cha-ching. <laughs> Thanks, Hank. Like a tip at a bar. I miss that in the old days. You used to give somebody a good tip, they go ring the bell. Uh, <clears throat> County line coffee, cars and coffee says, yeah, letting it out is probably the best therapy. This is your house. Cry if you want. Lots of love from your friends here. That's a fucking good point. Everything I just said a minute ago about like, oh, trying to make the house a fancy show. We're still in the house. You feel free to be however you are going to be. I know, but um, I like being professional. It's my. I don't know how professional you were when you were professional. I think Probably you sort of no. got through all the shit that you got through because you sort of weaved between those lines. I did, but I grew up not being able to just be. Like, I had to put makeup on every day before I went downstairs. Like, yeah, I know what you mean there. So, I mean about the overcritical nature of that environment. Yeah, so when you grow up that way, it becomes automatic second nature. And who I was around, and when cameras became... you. Ever obsequious, like everyone had one with lenses and shit. And I was in tablets every week, like yeah. with whoever I was accompanying. Well, there were doing. rumors even started because you were always with different people. So dumb. And yeah. like I'd combat that with people I was talking to at those tablets to get features on cl other clients. And they were like, But I saw a photo of you with so and so. It's like, you, of all people, know that's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine now? I mean, those were the days of people, Us Weekly, like early TMZ, maybe? Yeah. TMZ was around, but it, 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 I was there when it started. Like It was Nick, Nikki Fink back in the old days. Yep. But there She's, weren't that many sources. No, and you knew who wrote stuff. They Nikki always like edited every piece that went out. And if you had something, you could then call that person because you yeah. could talk to them. Like I knew what happened, so I knew what they wrote was crap. So I could call Nikki and be like, that didn't happen. Talk yeah. about something else you want to make up, but not that. <laughs> something, <laughs> that's right. Make up whatever you want, <laughs> just not this today. Um well, I guess, the, the, yeah, whatever. It's Everything is so flip-flop because TMZ used to be tabloid news. It came across as tabloid news. And nowadays, official news sources use TMZ as their investigative reporting. I mean, it's totally flipped. It's like, well, if we really want to get to the bottom of this, we'll hire TMZ to get on it. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um, <clears throat> smiles help the soul. Sending hugs. Many hugs. Um, uh, we love Nicole. I... I want to see that smile with those beautiful dimples. Please tell me this group doesn't need an explanation of be kind, rewind. I'm not that old, am I? Yeah, no, you are that old. We, 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 we are all, all collectively that old. That old. <laughs> <laughs> For sure we're that old. Go watch a movie these days. Do you know what's going on or who's in it? I don't. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying these days because we're trying to do their show and make it bigger. So I should be somewhat aware of what's relevant, but I'm not good at it yet. <laughs> Up at GBB Studios, still getting real names versus handles and cars. I mean, it's a slow process. Um, speaking of which, Jacob Crumbly. Oh, you know what? We should talk about that. That's where we're going to be on uh, Saturday. Well, well, I'll be there for sure. And depending on, maybe we'll both be there. It's a nighttime thing. But uh, up at the Peterson is uh, the grand, uh, is it, what would you, it's the launch party for, um, shoot, a 
Bots, the, uh, the new magazine that I had here the other day, and I don't right now, but imagine I'm holding it up right now. There's a beautiful Lamborghini Countach on the cover of one of them. <laughs> and uh, it's a membership program you can join, and uh, I recommend you do. The, the guys are really, really nice, and the magazine is uh, great, very high quality, and uh, they've, been, they've been really great so far. They kind of made a big splash uh, in the I don't know, industry. I don't know what you call the car <laughs> community, community, community. Community. They were nowhere, and now they're here, and they're kind of everywhere, and they're doing great. Yeah, that's awesome. And I maintain, like guys like Jacob Crumbly on the street team, being the face of it helps a lot because they're there at the places, shaking the hands and meeting the people. It's great. There are there have been a lot of these that have come and gone that I don't know haven't always done that. <laughs> like, let the product speak for itself, and that totally is great for this artist brain mentality over here. But it will never get your shit seen. That's so crazy about TMZ. Tide has turned from inquirer status to breaking news. Yeah, straight up. That's, that's, that's what I was saying, except you wrote the headline. Well done. And that was a thing, too, you were around for when it used to be like, oh, here's a story, and the headline matches because the same person wrote oh. them both. And then at some point, someone would turn in their story, and an editor would approve it, and then at some point be between that point and when it goes to print and we all see it, someone else would rewrite the headline. Yeah, clients hated that, and they called me all the time to be like, that's not what I said. It's the beginning of clickbait. Oh, it was a nightmare. Because it was like, oh, we want them to click. We're massaging what the article is to get them to click on it to read it. And when you're dealing with people that involves their lives, like what they have going on in our business, it affects contracts, and it was a mess. Yeah, for sure. Do you, I mean, I know... You probably miss walking and physical stuff, but do you miss the business and that job? I miss doing it for with people I liked, but the ones that just wanted to pay to have stuff fixed, I, I can do without. Yeah, uh, crisis management type. Like, hey, I said this. Hey, I did this. Hey, I brought this on a plane, that kind of thing. People that own their crisis, like the people I worked with initially, mm-hmm. that want want desperately, genuinely to do better, mm-hmm. you have to own the mentality of like, you've got three movies coming out and you did something really horrible. How do we talk about it? And they wanted to help me figure out the right verbiage. Mm-hmm. People that just want to pay to have you take care of it, no. I don't miss that. That's a lot of time. Did it shift more towards that in the end as people realized that you could do that? The Ray Donovans of the world, you know, like, oh, just make this go away. Pretend I never said that. Oh, I never saw that woman, you know, whatever. Suddenly, yeah, it happened. I bet. Catherine Lauren says, every time, uh, everyone says I am furious about Alpha 5, but I said nothing about the car. They go, oh, that must be something else. I'm going through that right now. All right, well, we'll talk about it on the show. So, you know what? Let me throw what was on the agenda out because none of it was very important. We'll do it uh, on Tuesday. Uh, it was just whatcha watching. And uh, let me remind you cars, cars and Comedy at the Marconi, 9 3. Save the date. Save the date. Um, it's going to be a really nice ticket. It's going to be really good dinner. Great talent. I don't mean us will be there as well, but I mean there will be great talent as well as us. And uh, I think I said food. I think there's a silent auction for sure. I'm trying to figure out what to do about the music. It seems like we don't want to overcomplicate this whole thing, but we know so many professional musicians who would probably put together a tiny little pickup band to probably do this thing. 
we're working on it. It's a it's a it's a work in progress. But Marconi, uh, Carson Comedy live at the Marconi, nine three. And uh, what you watch him will do on Tuesday, because we'll have watched more stuff by then. And GVBC uh, merch, you know what it looks like. It looks like uh, looks like this. We'll do that part. GVBC stuff. Go to Dual Shift and get it. Dual Shift. D U E L S H I F T. It's uh, Instagram online. Dot com. Tell your friends. <laughs> now, <clears throat> am I still allowed to do the joke at the end of this, or is that going to push you over the edge again? I'm so I feel terrible because I don't even remember what I said last time, but I knew that I didn't mean it to be as inflammatory as it was. Say whatever. It was all day offhand remarks. Like okay. Say whatever. Okay. Maybe I won't do that one. Series One Films is more than just films. They can set you up with effective marketing solutions like press releases on major news sites, scale your rank on Google, and promote cinematic content for your automotive brand or business. Check them out by going to series1films.com. 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 That's our friend Taylor, and he did this quick video about Breakfast Club. Watch it now. They say all which separates men and boys is the coverage for their toys. What types of toys are we talking about today, Mrs. Ryan? Collector cars, I think. Sure. Collector cars is a great place to start. In fact, licensed in most states, St. Clair Insurance shops top providers so you get the best coverage for your collector car toys. If you want to check them out, which we highly recommend you do, go say <laughs> hi to Jeff Sinclair over at www.coverageforyourtoys.com. Coverageforyourtoys.com. Coverageforyourtoys.com. And while you're there, tell Jeff St. Clair that Nicole says hello. Because I can't. Yeah, I screwed it up, but she did it great. You picked up the pieces lovely there. How do you feel about all this? Great. No, really. No, no, no I mean, you, you don't have a, a, a reaction to all this? I'm I so would, focused be... on how much pain I'm in. Oh, I'm okay. sure it's a great. <laughs> I'm so sad and I'm in so much pain and I'm trying not to cry like okay. I'm done. All right. All right. Well, we don't need to do a real break, but I do need to tell you that uh, I'm really excited to talk to my sister from another mystery over here. We're going to talk about the DeLorean legacy for a little bit. Is that all right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so with that, I'm going to bring Kat in over here. Oh, my gosh. You really look great. You did, your, did you do your hair between the beginning of the show and now? No. <laughs> I, I brushed my hair before, before I got then. here. <laughs> you really did a lot of work over I there. even did my makeup because you were like, you never get dressed up for me. So I did. <laughs> that's not what I meant. See, apparently that's my, that's my tone today. 
Um, <laughs> I think you look great, but you built a whole set and everything going on over there. Where do we start with the DeLorean Legacy? Well, we'll start with my set. I did. I built. I built a whole set because you know we've had all these fun adventures trying to get me on your show with sound and echoes. And as we started to put things together, I had this just sound deadening room, and I said, "Oh, it's boring, Jason. Make it pretty." So Jason did all this for me. <laughs> Aww, I love that guy. Yeah. And will we hear um, him clear his throat at any point tonight? That's how I know when he's in the room. Yeah, hopefully. So for those who don't know, if you hear my husband clear his throat, it sounds exactly like my father, which is how I knew he was at any sports game or theater production that I was in. I could hear him clearing his throat in the echo of the theater, which was always terrifying. But uh, my husband happens to sound just like my dad when he does it. You it was this, It's go. a distinctive sound. It's not just the sound of... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's very distinctive. Well, you look great. Uh, Your set looks great. I love the books. So, I love the art. <laughs> so, so, so this is all about the legacy project, right? So we have the website for anybody who doesn't know yet. We have DeLoreanLegacy.org. Um, and it was DeLoreanLegacy.com. We'll redirect you there as well. But we wanted to make sure that everybody understood that it's it's not a commercial site. It's all about the legacy and the movement and um, the journey that we're all taking together to learn about my dad. Um, we've kind of embraced, in my dad's book, he says that Zachary and I are the best of, of both him and Christina and we're the greatest legacy he has. Wow. And this whole journey that I started to reconnect with everyone has sort of turned into my finding my father journey that I wanted to start, where I learned about who John DeLorean was from all the people who who were there when he was alive um, and could tell me all the things that I didn't ask him when he was alive. So the Legacy Project has turned into the journey to find my dad, as well as to connect with everyone and to build this positive story and to learn all the truths and the, the little bits of truth that, that are missing from the stories um, and kind of share them out there. So uh, with your help, we started to build the podcast. You helped me figure out how to do a lot of this. So thank you. <laughs> and um, the story of how the whole project got started is still wild and crazy, but um, what what we've started to do is formalize everything. So we've got all the projects that are going. The website is up now. So if anybody wants to go, if you want to reach me and tell me your story, everybody's sending me their messages on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and that that's fine. But there's a lot. So if you want to tell me just your story, um, go ahead and send it to cat at DeLoreanLegacy.org. And if you want to schedule an interview with me, go ahead and send an email to Jason at DeLoreanLegacy.org. And we're scheduling interviews with people to tell me their story for the podcast. We're scheduling interviews with all of, we have so many friends and family to interview. It's been amazing. Um, and I started with Fred Dellis because he has both the friend and the um, business aspect of the story. And this it's going to be a multi-part um, interview because Excellent. he had so much to say. 
Well, and, and the, we, insi- we the inside of that one was we were trying to do that on this show here, yes. but uh, 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 Fred was not available on Thursday. He was available on Wednesday. So, uh, and then Kat and I were going to do it together. And she's like, you know what? I think I got this. And she went and did it herself. So I, I, I'm just so proud of you. I just want to say that before we even get to what the result <laughs> is. I'm so proud of you for tackling it yourself, jumping right in the pool. Yeah, well, I had a lot of help from Jason. He spent a lot of time figuring out the software and everything, and uh, and we got it going. Um, we didn't actually get him on camera because we couldn't get him to do it. So, so it's him on speakerphone, which is why it's going to take a little while to edit, unless ah, okay. you just want to see me sitting here twiddling my thumbs, which is less <laughs> fun than some of the graphics I have to add to it. <laughs> so... Uh, so it's very, very exciting. I asked him about this first time I asked him questions about how he met my dad. And that story is super fun. I did not know it. And it is a really cool story. And then he started to talk about kind of what his what his um, place was in the original company, because, of course, he had Legend Industries and they built the twin turbo. Uh, and right. And he went into kind of the project that they had coming later in the early 90s. So the D2 project came in the late 90s, but there was one before that. And it was this project in Louisiana. And it's this really crazy story about how close they came to actually producing the next car. And he tells us all about that. Um, and he also, I, I spoke to him today about the, the four-seater car, because I asked him, I said, you know, we were talking about all, all the stuff that you worked with my dad, and he worked with him from the first company all the way through to his death. And I said, what do you know about this four-seater car? He said, oh, we were supposed to build it. And so he started to tell me about how Legend Industries was um actually the ones who were supposed to build this four-seater car the d24 and he has yeah so he has so i guess the company has the designs from ital design because it was it was the original designer's company is now making the designing the alpha so they have the designs for the car but the actual story for what goes into the d24 fred dellis has that which is so cool Awesome. <laughs> so, um, so he's so he's got all these like little tidbits of information that that I just didn't know, and even the really amazing things that he did, like I didn't know he was he almost had the Roush the the Ford contract that ended up going to Roush. So instead of buying Roush Mustangs, you would have been getting Legend Whoa. Mustang. Yeah, <laughs> so cool. That's crazy. Wow. I know it was. He, he's such an amazing person. Can you so ima- um, it would have been legend then. So they would have been legend Mustang. I don't know. Well, I don't Maybe. know what he would have called it, but Crazy. but but it would have. He would have had the contract. So, uh, and that actually was was going to be his comeback from losing everything. Because I asked him. I said, you know, everybody asks me why did you stick around. He lost more than anybody else, and he stayed with my dad as a friend until the very end when nobody else did who didn't even have as much impact to their does lives. that answer the question what like be- does because what they the because they were friends he stuck with him till the end is that what it is no he answers he answers the question it, well oh. he he went into business with him before they became friends but you have to watch to get <laughs> i can't wait yeah I'm good tease good tease, good tease. <laughs> 
so so that that's really exciting and and all of the interviews what's been amazing about this is it's a journey back in time to talk to all these people that knew me when i was really small or knew my father throughout my life and i get to be reminded of things that happened when i was little or told stories that i don't even remember that happened when i was little um and just learn some really interesting, neat things about my dad that I didn't know that it's been really special. And um, somebody said something to me during this journey. They said, you know, that that's really special. When my when my father dies, I won't have the opportunity to revisit his life the same way 20 years later. That's kind of amazing. And I said, yeah, it really is. So. Uh, we've been having to, a lot of fun. I'm curious also if these tidbits that you're un, uh, unearthing, you know, it's one thing when you hear stuff throughout your family lineage, like, oh, the stories that your, your parents tell or your aunt or uncle tells. But I would imagine that people who aren't family, colleagues and, and admirers of your dad and stuff like that, they probably have a different perspective that might be a little bit more honest and true than family family has a way in my experience anyway as a way of sort of like mm, mm, things get a little you know and but i'm thinking these other people they have these their memories that are that are that, that have affected them in different ways without that drama mm. so is it, that it's is, really oh, go ahead. yeah no it's really very special to talk to these people who knew him in different ways for different reasons so um it to your point yes I, I i don't know that in my situation the family does the whole eh thing that you're talking about <laughs> even even in the family my father has been thrown very much under buses um so i don't know but but very much these people that i'm talking to they they have this when i talk to them they almost get that glassy-eyed look that you can hear in their voice that that far away memory of somebody really special in their life i don't know how else to describe it when somebody's thinking about a loved one they lost and somebody who's really truly important to them and you can hear it in their voice you can hear the look on their face in their voice when they talk about him because he was somebody who impacted their lives so tremendously and was so important to them that they just they think of him that way. And that's that's why I want these people to tell their stories, because everybody can tell the stories about what happened in business. And if you talked to my father later in his life, he would tell you a thousand times all the regrets he has. He wrote about a lot of them in his book and everything he would do differently, all the lessons he learned. What you never get to hear about is this man who was OK. I talked to um, Ken Baker just this week, and he told me a story about getting the wrong pizza and how my, he's gonna tell this on my podcast as well, but this was a great story. He, he was in Bedminster and he ordered a pizza and the pizza was delivered to him and it was the wrong pizza. So he called the pizza place and the guys, he hears in the background, you mixed up the DeLorean and the Baker pizza. So he said, <laughs> so the guy says, oh, it's okay. We'll take care of it. We'll get you a new pizza. He said, did I hear that you mixed up the, my pizza with Mr. DeLorean? He says, yes. He says, okay, I'll call him. I have his number. It's okay. 
And the pizza guy's like, are you sure? He says, yeah. So he calls my dad. He says, Mr. DeLorean, it's Ken Baker. Do you remember me from BMW? And my dad says, yeah, how are you doing? He says, did you happen to get the wrong pizza? And my dad starts laughing. He says, I, I think I got your pizza and you got mine and I'll bring it over. So he brings the pizza over and my dad looks at him and says, do you have anybody to eat that with? And he says, no, he says, come on in. And so That's he sat and right he there. had, yes. And so he sat and he ate pizza with my dad. He said he had a conversation with him like he was a next door neighbor. And it was just this tremendous moment in his life. But that that's my dad. And that's not the story people hear. That's yeah. not the person people are learning about. And that's the people we that's the person we know. So that's the person I want everybody else to see, especially those who love him so much, because I want to validate their love for him. I want them to know he is that person that they think he is. And we all end up in places in our lives where there are difficult decisions and difficult roads and things that can happen to us for whatever reason. If every single one of us were judged by the single or biggest bad decision we've made in our life, and that was what went on our tombstone, where would we all be? when we not like nobody would want to have a legacy to leave behind because it'd be terrible right so yeah what's the point right yeah so so let's talk about that i mean because he he's truly a phenomenal person who had more patents than years on this earth which my husband reminds me constantly that's impressive <laughs> right it is it's very impressive yeah <laughs> Do you uh, have any of them today? <laughs> no. Well, no. I mean, I think some of them could still be. So some of them still are his personal patents, but they are ones that wouldn't make anybody any money. They are all patents to help mankind. Right. That's your dad. So, uh, Again, yes, all, these are all the dad. things that people don't know. That Like, like Bedminster that you just talked about a few minutes ago, your childhood home there, at least the country house. I, I, the fact that that became, was it Trump's golf course? <laughs> Whatever the fuck. Yes, the fact that yeah. it became a golf course yeah. and everything. Your dad's intention for all of that was to, to not give it back to the people, but he wanted to make like a center out of it. Isn't that right? Yeah, he wanted to. So this is a good segue to the charity stuff. So um, I've actually been working on this this kind of project that I wanted to to work on that that um, encompasses green energy and some of the concepts of eco villages and things like that to reduce costs to actually help create um, a small intentional village where people could have their basic needs met and you pull people out of poverty. It's a lot more complicated than that, but that's the gist of it. Right. And when I started to describe this to BJ who was the woman who dated him his whole life. I call her my mom because she raised me. And I described this to her and she said, that's what your dad wanted to do with the farm. Mm -hmm. And she went on to describe word for word what I was wanting to do, but without all the green and all of the things that came to fruition since his death. Um, and I started crying. I mean, I lost it because mm -hmm. it was identical to what I wanted to try and do. So part of what Jason and I were working on before all of this happened, before this wonderful explosion of incredibleness with the legacy stuff happened, was to turn the mill that we had um, into a memorial center, a memorial community center and a teen center that helped to bring 
um, maybe automotive engineering programs to where we are in New Hampshire, but to offer some somewhere for kids to go to have some STEM available to them to bring in some of the um, the ability that I have to to bring people in to teach them to show them things um, and to help create something that will honor my father in the way that he he would have wanted because he created all of these social programs at GM and um, that's part of one of the things that we actually want to tap into is potentially working with um, corporate training programs to try and bring satellite offerings for people oh, to have um, ways to to get training in more rural areas and then offer them ways to actually get them to um, some of these corporate locations. So we're really trying to embrace what he had started to do in his life and the social justice programs that he had started to put into place and um, and build those out as part of the legacy project. And it's all starting with this ridiculous mill that we have. So ridiculous mill. <laughs> I, I mean, I know why it's ridiculous, but why 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 is it ridiculous? Well, so and also before you say mill. that, before you jump in there, look at this. Barf baby says la la la, but but they also say hi, cat. Hi. <laughs> Uh, Jen Zydek says, John Bellamy Foster, well, maybe you know what that is, maybe not. Uh, talk about Andrew Tate. Maybe we'll do that. Uh, okay. Uh, Bugatti <laughs> Chiron, okay. Seven supercars. What a moment. I'm sorry to hear that. Okay, this must be from earlier. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> but people love seeing Nicole, Barf Baby included. <laughs> Auto Kennel can't make it tomorrow, but I'm hugging you, Nicole. Wish I could take your paint away and launch uh, you into sp launch it into space. So far from you, oh, that's beautiful. And then Jen Zydek also says, "Capitalism is organized crime." <laughs> um, Blade Bronson says, "Beware of those next door neighbors, though, with the pizzas." All right, so now back to you <laughs> <laughs> and the mill. I know why the mill is funny, but yes. tell everybody else. Okay, so. For those who have come to hear the story of the mill, now is the time. And for those who don't know the story of the mill, now is the time. Uh, a few years ago, my husband and I moved to this fantastic mill building in Greenville, New Hampshire, which happens to be one of the first textile mill buildings in the state of New Hampshire. Um, it, it may be one of the first dams that was actually built um, in New Hampshire for the Industrial Revolution, which is pretty cool. We're still trying to track that down. But the dam was built, I believe, in 1765 with the mill building that's there now, um, having been built in the 1800s, but then rebuilt in 1902. But so regardless, either way, this property is hundreds of years old. Hundreds. Hundreds of years old. It is, it, and the reason why I go back into how old it is is because the building is alive with all of the energy and the history that's in this building. It's kind of amazing. And, um, and we moved into this building with the intention of, of living there for a while, restoring this building, and, and then uh, turning it into community centers. That was always our plan. Um, and this, this building is, so it's, it's hundreds of years old, but 
in the early 2000s, it was turned into a research facility for a company called, um, oh gosh, why can't I remember? What, what was it called? Seagate, yeah. Seagate International, yeah. right? C no, not Seagate, Sea Change, Sea Change International. Seagate's the hard drive company. So <laughs> That's what I thought, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this company actually um, helped revolutionize digital ad content delivery in television. They won an Emmy for it. So this digital ad content delivery actually turned into the backbone platform for streaming. So streaming was born kind of in this building to an extent. What uh, the which frig? Is, Are you kidding? Yeah. No, it's really cool. <laughs> wow. So like the protocols we use today may have possibly stemmed, forgive the pun, from your building. Well, so a lot of the streaming platforms that run today actually run on this backbone. This, wow. this, 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 uh, yeah. So it's, so cool. it's really kind of amazing. And well, it thank you for making room. this possible then. I guess we owe you all a great, <laughs> a great service. <laughs> it's cool. It, it, when we got there, there was a 56K um, US robotics driver <laughs> gift. <in> the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the other day we were cleaning everything in our house and Jason went to throw it away and I went, don't do that. And he goes, why? I said, oh my God, that's Millie's driver disc. Don't do that. that was, that's so important to the history of the mill. Totally. <laughs> I'm with you. It's a first gen iPod so, for sure. Yeah. And well, and when we got there on the whiteboard, was actually like formulas and stuff that they had for figuring this stuff. It was like middle out going on on the board. It was crazy. Wow. So um, it was it was actually it was kind of amazing. And this was the research facility for it. So when we got there, there was components everywhere, like in floors and in. It was really kind of cool. Um, well, it's right up your alley it, being an IT tech person. I mean, you you know what all these pieces are. Yes. Well, and that's kind of how we found it. Uh, Jason was looking for a, ch a church to convert and move into, and he saw this Jason. building. Because Jason, yeah, because Jason, he, he wants the stained glass window of Jesus over his bed. That's yeah. what he. Wants. That's right. He deserves it. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse so me. That's, that's just. Why would you want to deny him that, Cat? It's what he wants. <laughs> I didn't deny him that. He found the mill. This was not my fault. You cannot blame me for this. It's his fault. He found the mill. Okay, so, all right. So uh, you find the mill. Well, he actually, he was looking for a church and he, and all I hear, so, okay, let me back up a little. We had decided to move and we decided to stop <laughs> looking because we weren't ready to move yet. And I didn't want to go through what we ended up going through when we sold our house. I was going to say, we at what point do move. we talk about how you sent me and probably other friends emails about, I think we have a fantastic investment opportunity. What do you think about this old <laughs> mill in New Hampshire? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so, so we had decided to stop looking and he didn't stop looking. And one night I'm sitting next to him in bed and he goes, it has a server room. I said, what has a server room? And he shows me this building and I went, what is that? And he, and, and, and I said, go tell them we want it now. He says it's, un, it's, it's under contract or it's on contingency, something like that. I said, tell them we'll pay them full price cash. 
and and then see what they say. He's like, it's already under contingency. I said, I don't care. Send her an email and tell her we'll pay full price cash. Because <laughs> if we had the equity in our house, we could have paid full totally. price cash for it. Because it, was, it wasn't very much money. <laughs> it was really, it came complete with like, filled with mold, dead bodies, blood everywhere. It was not <laughs> a pretty sight. It's, it's yeah. not the Silicon Valley finished product you're envisioning at home, no. folks. <laughs> no. But, but because it was that, that facility in the early 2000s, we didn't have to worry about the electrical and the plumbing and stuff. It was all up, up to code. Right? Oh, it wasn't right. Yeah. So well, that's what isn't what the was building? Really wasn't good. the building also generating electricity? Separate. Separate. So that's that's All right. that's it's where the story another... gets. <laughs> that's that's where the story turns into uh, the mill. <laughs> so the reason why I haven't spoken about the mill in so many <laughs> years is it came complete with a hydroelectric facility in the basement that we opted not to purchase at the time we purchased the building so the hydroelectric was sold at separate of the building which means the person selling the building was selling it to two different people that he did not have to deal with ever again and you guys figure it out <sighs> he left us with a lease that was not what we had agreed to and when we tried to enforce even the smallest provisions of it, like please carry the correct amount of insurance, we were accused of insurance fraud because we were asking for the amount of insurance that was stated in the lease. <laughs> I don't know. Like I have no idea how that's insurance fraud. But I think whatever. the issue here is you had a you had a, a I don't want to say a problem tenant, but you had a, an opportunity with your tenant. I still have. Oh, beautiful. Problem. Fantastic. Yeah. So, Somehow I thought this was wrapped uh, up by now. I wish. We're talking years I wish, of this shit. It, I wish it was. Um, well, we've tried to settle it every which way till Tuesday, but um, this person only wants to. Okay. So we had a purchase and sales agreement to actually sell it to them for a very reasonable price. Um, and they went through the whole purchase and sale and at the end of it said, nope, I'm not gonna buy it, but I'll give you 50 grand for it. So that's what we've been going through. That's literally what we've been going through. He he challenged our three-year-old variants. He went to the town and said that we shouldn't be able to live there. Um, he, he forced us to install a meter on the electricity to charge him for electricity, then went to the, then, then tr tried to, say we did something illegal all right um, well the ins and outs of it don't matter too also i want to point out that you don't live at this location currently this is no, someplace no, you don't yeah. live now no yeah and so this was all this i mean this is all this crazy stuff that's happened right i don't live there anymore because who can live in that they, they, <laughs> right. he had people he had people break into our house i was accosted in my driveway um he wanted to all right, send all right. i don't want <laughs> Yeah. I feel like we're so, I feel like we're laying down a legal record here. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Let's not do that. So 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 anyway, so so this was what happened, right? So so eventually one day, this is this is great. One day we're trying to figure out what to do. I'm miserable. Life is and I, I call BJ and I pray with BJ, who is this just wonderful like praying with BJ is a whole other experience. It's transcendental. And in the middle of praying, I said, 
BJ, I gotta go. I know the answer. And I go to Jason. I said, I love you. Amen. We'll pray later. <laughs> and I go to Jason. I said, Jason, Jason, why don't we leave? <laughs> why don't we, <laughs> why don't we move? <laughs> I got why it. Hey, by Joe. <laughs> you know what? I mean, We're miserable not... here. I've been thinking about it for months. I think I might have the solution to our problems. You know, yeah, no, you used to call me. I mean, you, the amount you were so stressed out over this situation. This is I don't want to make light bad. of it because this was like hell for no. you for months and really kind of years. Years. It was years because it, it was every single day. It was every yeah. single day. It was something different. And like I said, somebody broke into my house. I was accosted in my driveway and like all of these things. So, um, so, so it, it's not so simple that we could move because we couldn't sell this place because of what's happening with it. Yeah. The, so, the new people would have the same problem you do. Well, it's more than that. It's that he, it's that he sued us until there's a lawsuit. And then there's all this, like, you can't sell a building with a lawsuit. People aren't right. going to buy a building that has a lawsuit on it. So, so we, ha I just said, you know, we were looking for land to try and invest in for a conservancy in the name of my father. We were actually going to try and buy some land in Alaska and have Zach be the conservator of it and all this crazy stuff. Um, so we were actually looking already to invest in some land, but I said, let's, let's, let's go instead of, let's just go buy something close by that we can escape to so that we have somewhere to go. Cause we can't escape this situation. And it turns out we find this place, which the story we already told of Glen Antrim farm. Um, but, but it turned into the whole ridiculous story of Glen Antrim farm and learning about Antrim and the car being built in Antrim. And then this house having the same floor, um, and all of this stuff. So, and it also being now a really great thing for your family. Like you guys found the yes. perfect place for your family. Yes. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> it's really amazing. Um, and and so now we're here and we're able to settle and everything's starting to fall into place and we have this building and casey's been living there with her boyfriend who is like they're they're both just amazing i love them to death casey but your daughter my daughter yes yep. and so it's in, we it's in the family do, it's still in the family yeah um and so what we want to do with it though is we wanted to turn it back into the community center that we've always wanted to turn it into and when we moved here to antrim the reason why i brought it full circle to antrim when we moved here to antrim so my daughter sarah my youngest daughter she started high school as a high-risk child in the middle of a pandemic mm -hmm. in a new state where she didn't already have friends oh, awful. yes so when we got here, there was a teen center and she was really struggling to meet kids because you can't really socialize the way that school was set up during the pandemic. So we reached out and we found this teen center and they had virtual cooking in the beginning and she loved it. And then um, she started to go there and she started to connect with people and it was really tremendously helpful for her. And so I said to Jason, I said, there's nothing for these kids to do in Greenville where we came from. Why don't we take our building and we turn it into a teen center like what helped Sarah? And also the school that's there happens to have a fully decked out, amazing five bay garage 
that is so good they ship kids from other school districts to take the automotive program there wow but but you have to choose between auto shop or engineering and i don't want that to be the case so i want to offer them an automotive engineering program and a stem program because i am the computer geek that we can offer through this teen center that full circle incorporates all of the social um, programs that my father had started to put into place when he was at places like GM, things like that to help. The fact that you're adding automotive and engineering to get your pairing them together is just so cool. I mean, that just, I mean, it just describes you. And then on the complete flip side for all the other reasons, your dad. Yeah. So, uh, so that's, that's the whole, that's, the whole story oh of, of of the mill and how we ended up where we are and um and and how this all came to be and what's going on oh, and all that's that so stuff. Great. That's so great. Well, how do you feel after giving everybody an update? I feel exhausted. Wow, that was a lot of talking. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you're exhausted from starting podcasting. I think I think I think everyone thinks this is easier than than it is. Oh my gosh, no. What are they crazy? Look, I even have a note card. See. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, but like just uh, just it's when you th- oh, you just have a conversation with somebody. It sounds so easy. Mm-mm. And it's it's not always very nope. easy. No. No, so, because how do you pick the somebody to have the conversation with? There's a lot of people who want to have conversations with you. So, and then how do you make sure it's engaging? And right. how do you make sure it's a good conversation then, for the audience? And even if it's a good conversation, how do you make sure that it's fun to watch if you want to have a video to go along with it? Because, for instance, my first interview with Fred is me sitting here going, ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? So that's, it's that's pretty much what we do. <laughs> <laughs> but but there's there's at least a back and forth with me it was just me sitting here going mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm, yeah uh, oh, yeah <laughs> but so we're gonna add some graphics and stuff but you have to you have to figure it out like what what are the questions you're gonna ask you have to know ahead of time what the story is so you know how to be uh, engaging and well also let me just do the math on this one because your dad was was he 79 or 80 when he died 80 80 in 2005 right Yes. Okay. So we're talking he'd be 97 if he were alive today, right? Is my math right there? Is that uh, right? Sure. 17 years later? So how old is Fred? He's, he was his contemporary. No, Fred is not that old, actually. Oh. So, so it's, what's interesting about Fred is, I mean, Fred's, Fred's no spring chicken. But, no, but um, he probably has a cell phone, I'm guessing. I mean, he could have done this yes, on video. Yes. Well, he could have, but he couldn't at that time, right? And that's the other challenge is that I am going to be interviewing all of his friends who are very much way into their their older years. And um, and the whole technology thing is a little bit of a challenge. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It's not like they can just come sit on your couch and you handle the rest. I mean, you're asking, they have to set something up and figure it out. Yeah. So well, I, funny I, story. I actually oh. have one of them who moved to New Hampshire and what? is going to be, yes. <laughs> I'm the king of segues tonight. This is awesome. So who is it and, what, and, and, and they're going to come to you? 
Yes, he's gonna. We're gonna do a live interview. His name is Michael Ashenbrenner. He is a, a, a famous artist. He's a wonderful man, and um, he's one of the few stories of people that I met when I was really young that I remembered my whole life. Oh. And he he found me on Instagram and reconnected with me, and we would talk about how much I loved New Hampshire. So he got a house in New Hampshire and came out here, and <laughs> now, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is all on the up and up. I mean, it sounds a little crazy. No, it, no, he's, it, he still has his house in California. New Hampshire. I love New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, he's retired. It's a great place for artists. It's a beautiful this is, state. This is the last bus to Winnipesaukee, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Baby steps on the bus. He's got the goldfish around his neck. You remember that? Oh, my God. What about Bob? what it sounds like a little bit no, he, he followed well, her all the way up to uh up to new england he didn't follow me he has his house in california he has his wife and they they just liked new hampshire I, it's a beautiful state it so is. It they is. came um and they're definitely not going to stay for the winters they're going to be going back for winters N- new hampshire's the live for your die hard right no i did that wrong live for your die Live free or die, but I I say it's live free and and die because they actually have really ridiculous like no seatbelt laws, no no car insurance required, no helmet laws, uh, no wow. no disclosure no disclosure laws for a purchased house. What? Yep. We're in California, so we're like on the other side of all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Wow. Okay, so yeah. I see. Okay, I get it. All right. So some people are going to Texas, and then some people are going to. All right. Cool. Wow. Whoo. Wow. Those. I mean, those were those were some big pluses. I don't know. I think that you need uh, uh, a seatbelt, uh, car insurance, and uh, what's the other one? Helmets. Helmets. Those are big. Uh, also. Disclosures on the house is a big deal. They don't have to disclose foundation problems, anything, nothing. Well, yeah. you have like really old houses there, right? And it's East Coast. There's water damage. Like if that's all, her, th- her thing could have been anything. People could have been killed there. Oh. I mean, it's hundreds of years old. It could have been part of the Revolutionary War. <laughs> that I feel like people need to know that. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. It- they, the, they, um, Civil War uniforms for the North were manufactured in that in that factory. Isn't that something? My, yeah, that's uh, right. when I was in elementary school, shout out to Rockwell School in Bethel, <laughs> Connecticut, was there for a couple of years. But the principal, his name was uh, Doctor Fain. Fain. I don't know how you spell that, but Fain. And he owned an inn in New Hampshire that was uh, <clears throat> part of the Underground Railroad. So there was like a hidden room behind the fireplace wall whatever where people used to hide while during that during the uh when there was um <laughs> i was gonna say when there was racism uh, i don't know that that's gone away but when there was when there was slavery and stuff like that the the the, the underground railroad i went I, we visited places like that for field trips at school. <laughs> perfect exactly it was the type of place i swear to god he bought it so that everyone would take a field trip there i swear <laughs> to god <laughs> because you're exactly right everyone took field trips oh you're hilarious that's amazing. Good call. <laughs> Good call on that one. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, is there is there anything that was on the list that we didn't cover? I mean, I'm not trying to wrap it up no. in a second, but I think we got to it all. No, you're really I, good. You're you're yeah. like getting so good at this. I'm, yep. You're teaching me. 
It's your fault. <laughs> no, I just I just mean like you. I mean like you are so like you're coming alive doing this. And um I feel like you're finally I don't know, like I know you love IT and you're, all, but I feel like something like this is really your calling. You're not the first person to tell me that. The IT that I do now is much more aligned with this. I am a professional content creator. That is my yes. current job. So, <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I keep throwing I, it into the world of IT. I just, <laughs> 20 years of knowing you and it's always, or however many, more than that, however many it's been, it's always been, uh, uh, I can't, don't want to say the places, but always computer this, computer that. Yep. You didn't have an I, iPhone well, for years. <laughs> Do you remember? She yeah. was all yeah. whatever the hackers used, Droid or Palm. I don't know what you were doing. No. Um, well, yeah. No, I, I actually – so I still do IT, but I do the content creation because um, it's a lot more fun. And But but you're not the first person to tell me that I seem to be coming into my own or finding myself or seeming to be more of myself while doing mm. this. I think some of that has to do more with – I heard with it. The people that I you am. Guys hear it? Yep. All right. Put a pin in that because I heard Jason. <laughs> I heard Jason. <laughs> Which to me is pretty cool because it's like it's like having John Z in the house. So that was pretty cool. Awesome. All right. Back to what you were saying. <laughs> I was I was saying that I think some of it has to do with, or most of, a lot of it has to do with the reconnecting with people. So um, I'm getting a lot of energy and, and it's just the people I'm talking to. They're amazing. I had a two hour conversation with Captain Hydrogen today and it was <laughs> oh, amazing. Is there a gas leak in that place of yours? Captain Hydrogen. <laughs> Who is that? He's Ben Ferguson. He's Captain wow. Hydrogen. Right. Yeah. And we had a fantastic conversation about, um, alternative energy and social equity projects and all kinds of stuff. And wow. at the end of the conversation, I just felt recharged and energized. And so it's, it's, it's all of everybody. It's everybody out there who's helping me. Um, but I, I appreciate that because I, I enjoy this. I really do like, do you feel more connected to your dad going through all this? I know the whole thing is finding your father, but I mean, is it working? Yes, I, I do. I actually, there, there are times where I am positive that he's talking to me, <laughs> you know, that's like sending me messages through, not, not like I'm not hearing his voices just so you all know, <laughs> but um, you know, just like where you feel like, you know what the right answer is or the right thing to do or the right next choice to make. And it feels like I'm being guided to make those uh. choices or to find those things. So I know what you mean, and if it's the same as what I get sometimes from my dad, it's uh, it's almost like a confidence of, that he's behind me. Yes, yeah. It's long gone, it's long gone. Haven't seen the guy in twenty years, more than that. <laughs> but somehow he's he's there and helping. Well, it's uh, you know, it could be the ancestral DNA thing that the the whole Assassin's Creed they they're onto something, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. We talked about this the other day on the phone, the, like the whole multiverse thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I buy it. I'm actually I'm in on that one. I'm 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 full in on that. One. You get some people like Bitcoin. I'm in on the multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> I well, but they, they've also, yet, but I think it's real. 
they, they've proven genetic memory. So um, a, an animal or a mouse that is, is taught to fear something, the, the children of that generations later will, will still fear that thing, even though they've never been exposed to that fear stimuli. So I watched that one. DNA. I watched that one on that channel you told me to go to. I watched that one. I watched it just yesterday. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> even their go. grand, even their, even the mice's grandchildren still have it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, so there is something to the fact that you have a lot of the knowledge and memories that your ancestors have created. Um, so, you know, it could be that you have the confidence and the guidance of your father or your parents. And it doesn't have to be that there's a spirit talking to you or a ghost in your head or you're hearing voices. It could just be your ancestral DNA guiding you based on the knowledge that's there. Because yeah. intuition is just based on prior knowledge, right? Yeah. Pattern reading, really. Mm -hmm. Pattern recognition. Um, <clears throat> this is fascinating. I love that you are going uh, to these places with your, your, your thoughts and your exploration. I, I, I share a lot of these thoughts and feelings, and I've never done acid in my life. <laughs> a lot, not the plan, <laughs> yeah, but some people say, oh, you got to go on sort of an acid trip and sort of you know, figure out all that stuff to lose your ego and, and get to this place. I've never done it, and I totally share these views. I think it's awesome. I love you so much. It's, it's, I love you too. Yeah. It's funny <laughs> that you say traveling. I'll have one last segue. One of the things that Jason and I were talking about doing when Sarah graduates is actually going on a road show um, and taking the show on the road and meeting all of the DeLorean people worldwide go mm -hmm. to italy hungary ireland every state and because all these people that i'm meeting they're just as fascinating as my dad oh that's interesting <laughs> it's because captain hydrogen yeah i mean so come I on right <laughs> so you i will i, I mean, will i just told you i watched your no, mouse video you. come on i'm proving my <laughs> I'm saying you, Jay, you, you are one of the people I met through this whole journey and oh, you are a very oh, interesting no, person. I'm having a rough night over here. If you couldn't tell, I don't understand everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought it'd be nice to maybe go have dinner with all the owners and maybe dinner with the DeLoreans or something. I agree. I, I hope you'll come to California at some point. I'd like to do it here. I miss you. Yes. Well, Although, if we're doing a cross-the-country roadshow, you know we have talked about the same thing. It seems <laughs> very funny in parallel that we both have sort of a, a timetable to it. Yours is your – did you say when she's out of high school? Is that what you said? Yeah, it would be because she's got two more years. I don't – I mean, yeah. if she wants to come on the road and do high school, they're fine. But usually kids want to finish high school. <laughs> Yeah, but she didn't exactly start into this one well with the story before, <laughs> so who the hell knows? Yeah. But this is a very interesting point. What I'm getting at is, uh, I mean, maybe we come out there and then we all do it. We all do it. We do a whole yeah. fucking road show. That I don't know. I think it's amazing. Fun. I'm so proud of everything that you're doing. I'm really proud that you're fucking doing it. Like, you have these ideas and then you're very quickly, rapidly uh, putting together teams and volunteers and stuff, and then you're actually getting stuff done. The website... Is taking us forever on this foundation thing and it's nobody's fault it's just it's a pain and you're like oh yeah the website's up <laughs> 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 that's so great uh, okay but you're getting shit done that, it's awesome th that's actually so that's part of 
I didn't do that. I, I went to register the domain and Angel was like, oh, by the way, I registered this domain and I was thinking of having people send letters to your dad, maybe a Dear John section where they could say how much he meant to them. I didn't tell you the oh, story. Oh, Dear John. Like, oh, that's funny and hilarious. I, I, was, I, was, I went to register DeLoreanLegacy.com and it wasn't there. And I started getting angry. I was in the middle of getting upset and saying, how do I just want this one you are like, can I just, do you think they'll give me just this one? I don't want to fight with people. I just want this one URL. As I'm saying that angel messaged me on LinkedIn and says, by the way, I registered this domain. I was thinking of putting this site on there where people could share how much they love your father. I literally typed out, are you effing kidding me? And of course he's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, like, he's like, excuse me. I was like, can I tell you what I'm working on? And so, so, and then, he had Alan build the site, the first site, and I literally went to register the domain and the site, like here's a, here's a domain and a website and also a media blitz. So, so to be fair, I only did so much and then it all kind of happened. Well, then I firmly <laughs> so, believe it's supposed to. Yes, <laughs> I believe so too, because I didn't plan any of this. Uh, this was not how I started this journey. Um, I'm riding the journey as it goes, letting it unfold. And Jason put together the new website, but I have my friend is webmaster. He helped he helped us put it together as well. So um, I've had a lot of help and a lot of people just amazing things happen and fall into place all at once. And it's so, DeLoreanLegacyProject.com or just DeLoreanLegacy.com? It's DeLoreanLegacy.org, but oh, DeLoreanLegacy.com will redirect you there. But I wanted to make sure that it was clear that it's an org and not a com, right? Got it. So gotcha. we want we want to be clear that it's not a commercial thing. It's all about um, the project, right? <laughs> yeah. You, no, it's interesting. I had to. We had to do the same thing because we were late night playset.com and network cars and comedy.org. <laughs> but totally, yes. totally, I totally get it. Um, uh, okay, so is there anything else? So they should go check out, obviously, DeLoreanLegacy.org and then follow you at Kat DeLorean on Instagram and where else? They can find me on Facebook too, although I prefer Instagram. <laughs> I am not a huge fan of the Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they can reach me. They can send emails if they want, again, if they want to, um, if they want to reach me and, and say something to me and tell me your story, please do so at cat at DeLoreanLegacy.org. If you would like to schedule an interview and be on the show, um, anybody is welcome to come tell their DeLorean story on the show, send an email to Jason at DeLoreanLegacy.org and he will schedule something with you and, um, just watch for me here and online. And as we go along, um, I hope we can interact and have some fun together. Oh, I love it. I love how accessible you're making yourself. It's hard to do. It's like, you're really putting yourself out there. It's <laughs> I give you a lot of credit. <laughs> You're that doing it is, so quick and easy. It took us so, forever to get there. <laughs> it's uh well, no, okay, so you say that, but but I spent twenty years going to car shows and interacting with people and building the That's base. True. I only left Facebook I left Facebook right before the breach was announced years ago. And I'm now coming back to the social media platform to interact with people. So so it's I did already have a lot of 
skin in the game prior that that actually built all of this to to get to this point but the being accessible part <clears throat> is important because the pizza story anybody could have called my father or shown up at his door and he was always there to speak to people and i you wanted don't, you to... didn't need a pizza is your point <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly um and so I wanted to be that accessible to everyone. I wanted to carry on that part of his legacy. That's why my original Facebook page even existed. It um, it was only for the fans, really. Uh, there was a whole second part of my Facebook page most people couldn't see that had family pictures and stuff, but the majority of it was just to interact with the people. It's hard, though, because I give everybody their time and it will take me quite a bit of time to get through everyone because i won't just say hi i will have a conversation with you mm. but as long as everybody's patient and understands that it's because i'm taking time with everybody else to make sure everybody feels as special as they are to me then it's all going to be fine it's hard and it's a lot of work but at the same time it's so rewarding because i can give people joy just by gifting them a minute of my time why wouldn't I do that? Right. Well, I mean, but a lot of people don't. I'm giving you credit for doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, I am so damn proud of it. You know, there's one thing. Actually, I, can I, I? We're trying to wrap it up, but I have kind of a heavy question I want to ask you. Um, you know, I, knowing your dad we're painting about like what a great guy he was he was also like he was religious he was he was he god was like a big part of his life whatever god it was to him i don't know but um is that something that plays a role in your life and you don't have to answer that i'm just kind of curious that's an interesting question um yeah, I, I figured i'd slip religious. it right in here at the end. <laughs> yeah. I, I i just your dad refers person. to god a lot but it, 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 whatever go ahead whatever well, so I have a very good relationship with God. My relationship with God, my approach to religion may not be what other people think or believe. Um, I I would call myself a Christian, but I wouldn't frame myself as a Christian as most people would, mm -hmm. I suppose. Um, I think it would be more that, spiritual anyway. I am very spiritual. I. I believe that everybody should find their own path to God. And as far as religion goes, regardless of what you think of religion or whether or not it's real, there is no discounting the fact that it is something that offers people hope and solace when there is none. And when I had to go through um, Sarah, when I was pregnant with Sarah, we found out about her having hypoplastic left heart syndrome, which means she only had half a functioning heart when she was in utero. And at this time I was working a night shift and there was only myself and one other person in the office. And this person is one of the people that has truly embodied the teachings of Jesus Christ on this earth. I never saw him, he worked in a support job in the middle of the night. I never saw him raise his voice or get frustrated with anybody who called, no matter what was going on. He invited homeless people to Thanksgiving dinner. He would talk to me. I would ask questions. At the time, I wasn't religious. I would ask him questions. He never tried to convince me. He never judged me. He never made me feel like less than because I wasn't a Christian. 
And at the end of months of sitting in this room, trying to find a way to process being told that I could give birth to a dead child or I had to have an abortion. Um, I, how do you process that? How do you deal with that? How do you, how do you spend nine months carrying a child you might have to bury as soon as they come out or shortly after? They gave her a 5% chance of survival past the age of five. Mm, and when you're trying to figure that out, well, going through having moved to a new state in the middle of a divorce custody battle and your dad just died. What do you do? What, who has answers for you, but God? Yeah, it's too much. It's too much for us. It's exactly. So what happened was I started to listen and I found a passage in the Bible. I believe it's James 3.16, which is basically blessed are those who undergo the trials and they don't lose their faith for they will be given the greatest gift um, in the kingdom of heaven. And I use this passage to pray every night to God and say, please, God, don't don't fix it. Just give me the strength to live with your will please give me the strength to accept what I have to go through and to be gracious. And every single day I prayed the same prayer, not make her better, not make it go away. Just give me the strength to deal with what you're going to put me through. And in that time, it gave me what I couldn't find anywhere else. And I was an anti-theist before all of this. I was so not going to ever be anything. Yeah. And when I, when I left this experience, I took with me the understanding of what religion and a relationship with God means and, and what my father had tried to teach me all those years. It doesn't matter what you call yourself. It doesn't matter what path you take to find your God. What matters is, is that you understand that there is a power that's higher than you that you can turn to when you feel that there is nothing left, that there is hope, that there is a way for you to feel like you have even a modicum of control over things that you don't because that's, that's all you can have is the ability to at least ask. So that's why I believe in God. That's why I have the relationship I do. That's how I found my God. And um, that's why I believe in the power of religion. That was also beautiful, but I just feel like this is the movie Contact now. I was like, oh, sir, before you go, you're going to go into space to meet these aliens. Now just answer this one question. <laughs> Do you believe in God? Like, it's, it's not what I was going for. I'm so sorry, but I'm so grateful to you for being so open and honest with your answer. I'm fascinated by your answer. I knew some of the stuff, obviously, with Sarah. But um, I think that, I think that uh, I mean, I don't know what we believe. I, I, I you know... I, I'm one of those people who's I like to zoom out. So I'm like, well, all the religions are kind of just be uh, be a good person, be be kind. Like mm -hmm. you started this thing with, we're all in this thing together, and nobody gets out alive. They don't tell you that nobody gets out alive. Uh, and yep. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Um, 
I mean, you might enjoy your life a little bit more if that's what's important to you with a lot of money, but that you can't take it with you. So exactly. I don't know. Um, We're all think, the same in the end. Yeah, very fascinating. I, I'm, I'm so grateful to you for sharing that uh, and, and to you for sharing earlier. And I've just been here to facilitate it all. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> all right. Are we good? Do you feel good about that? We're I'm good. sorry to throw, throw a little curveball at the end. I just... No, I see so okay. much of you, your dad in you tonight, and I'm, I was curious where it was coming from, and I don't know if that's the answer. It's the but picture. It's yeah. because yeah. the picture is like exactly the way it was in his photograph, intentionally. In, <laughs> the desk, yeah, behind the desk. Or was it the boardroom? Yeah. Was it behind the boardroom? It, no, it was, it was uh, well, you always see him in the press conference with it, but it was in his office, I believe. Gotcha. Um, I'm not sure. Somebody else would know the answer to that question because I was not in that that office. <laughs> and eventually, Cat DeLorean is going to get to the bottom of it on the DeLorean Legacy podcast. <laughs> yes. Somebody will have that somebody's answer. Somebody's going to tell. Yeah, somebody's going to tell me where the painting actually hung when it was in his um, in his office at the at the company. So. <laughs> Um, I love you so much. Follow Cat DeLorean at all the places and the DeLoreanLegacy.org. Uh, and uh, let's see, we are at GVBC tomorrow. And then um, Saturday, there's the Avance uh, launch party at the Peterson, 6 to 10, I believe. Tickets, I think, are still available. It's open to the public. I think a membership might get a VIP ticket or something, but it's open to the public. So I hope people come out. Um, and there's more stuff next week. Sean Bishop and more. And uh, hopefully there'll be some uh, fun, good announcements to, uh, to to tell you all soon. But in the meantime, I love you, Cat DeLorean. Love to Jason and the family. Love to you, Jason. Guys. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and of course, this one over here. I'm sorry for earlier. I hope you're all right. You look beautiful, which is what I was trying to say. I'm sorry you feel like shit and everything that you're dealing with. But you got a lot of people behind you. So we love you at home. Please love one another. And uh, that's it. Thank you for watching. Time Snyder is next. Good night, everybody.